It is Locked on Jazz, Hawaii setting again, coming to you on the day before the NBA draft. What to expect for the Jazz? What are your questions? What do you want to know? And what should we be watching for from everyone else? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Coming to you from Hawaii on the day before the draft, trying to give you as much content as possible in these most important days while not silhouetting myself too much, while giving you the palm trees in the ocean in the background. All right, today's show is really built as much as anything to answer your questions, take your thoughts, as I know there's anxiousness and everyone wants content, everyone wants to know what's going on this time of year. And um, so I want to I do that for you today. I've got some thoughts for you. Let me just hit kind of the really big picture topics of what's taking place and what's going on. Reminder, NBA Draft Show live They are auditioning, hopefully on Twitter. You've seen the incredible set pictures. It's a major day in the history of Locked On, where we're going, who we are as a network, and what we're becoming. We're putting together a live show. No one will be able to equal the programming we put together with the local hosts available for you, giving you the breakdown of their picks in an angle and a perspective that's unequaled from anyone else. So that'll be on YouTube, on the Locked on NBA channel, also on Roku or Amazon Fire, on any of the Tegna TV stations. We'll be posting a link of those uh, for you tomorrow as well. All right, here's let me, let me just start with the basic things. The draft for the Utah Jazz tomorrow is a success if. You know, this is a tricky question, actually, because I think from a fan standpoint and an organizational standpoint, we might not be as congruent. I think it really, frankly, is a success if the Jazz have a draft day that is able to move them into a position to better address their needs in free agency, dealing with the luxury tax and things of that nature. So if we were to couple a player with the 30th pick of the draft, I think I'd call that a success because, and if it cleared up cap space, allowed us to re-sign Mike Conley, allowed us to be in a better position to make uh, to sign a, a free agent when the market drops a little bit for us to get pieces of this puzzle. Um, I think those, I actually think that would be a better situation for the Jazz than acquiring a player with the 30th pick of the draft who is unlikely to be able to help us in the playoffs. That's, that's really truthfully kind of my feeling. I know that's not near that exciting. Oh, if we could move up in the draft or do those kind of things. Sure. I don't know um, that that's really possible. Um, I frankly would be willing to, as I showed in the mo- ultimate mock draft, I'd be willing to trade out of the 30th pick and take some second round picks that we're not as set on salary against. Uh, but I would actually say the draft night is a success. This is really kind of salary cap boring. And not as, as as what fan bases really want to hear is I actually think that it would be 
a success if the Utah Jazz take their 30th pick, couple it with a player, clear out some space on their luxury tax burdens, and be able to give themselves some more flexibility and free agent to acquire players that could be more helpful to them in their playoff run. Now, I know that's no fun. Now, on the other end, hey, if we if we're going to draft a player, then I think it gets really interesting. Are you trying to find... Like, I talked about Herb Jones yesterday, who I really liked. He's older. I do think he needs to develop. He's a little bit like a baby giraffe, the way he's stumbling around all the time and not having seemingly great balance and strength. So that probably doesn't happen in a year. Um, There's some other, you know, older players that are floating around this point of the draft. Are you trying to get someone who you know can go give you, you know, if if Mike Conley does resign and only plays 55 games, who can give you that 20 minutes a night? So that's like a Preston out of Ohio who's probably ready to play and contribute for those 15 or 18 minutes a night. You're not expecting him during the playoffs. That's, that's a pretty good pickup in the draft. The other game you're playing is someone like a Primo out of Alabama who's really super young, 18, 19 years old. You see something in him and you're going to develop him for the next two or three years while we're winning. And then, you know, by year three or four, you hope he's a part of the puzzle that helps you continue your winning ways. Those are the different ways in which we have success on draft day. If we pick and draft it, I don't know if that's, you know, the most exciting way to talk about it, if that's going to fire anyone up a great deal. Um, But, uh, you know, we're picking 30th. We earn that by having the best record in the NBA. And so that becomes a very, very difficult thing. The second thing to me a little bit on success for the Utah Jazz on draft night is what other people are doing. I read about, you know, the Golden State Warriors suddenly using their picks to move up and get Jalen Suggs from the fourth pick. And I'm like, ah, or them making a trade and getting like Pascal Siakam. And I'm like, ah. Like, I really, the Lakers trying to piece this thing together and trade Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope with some of the, and be able to get a piece, a major piece. Like, that's terrifying to me. DeMar DeRozan having the market drop out and end up signing with the Lakers for the mid-level or tax mid-level uh, exception. Those those are the things that, that make me very, very nervous when I look at this draft more though, so than the Jazz having successes. How do we make sure that, you know, we look at, I, I don't think, De- you know, Denver's rumored to try to be move up into the top 15. Tim Conley's got great draft history, whether it's Monty Morris in the second round or Michael Porter Jr. in the first round, or obviously Nikola Jokic in the second round. Like, how do we prevent, Jamal Murray was a great pick. How do we make sure that Denver doesn't go move up in the draft? Like, we can't really prevent these things, but these are the things that I'm watching that, frankly, from a jazz standpoint, draft night's going to be as big a success for me is if the Lakers, who are really roster construct or are, are confined right now and, and restricted in what they can do, if they can't master something and they, you know, we'd like them to go into free agency after to wait, players will drop and go to LA to play with LeBron, and Anthony Davis, whether it's DeMar DeRozan or someone like that who decides to take less money. Um, that is certainly a possibility. Um, and I, there's nothing we can do about it, but you know, I'd like them to get there rather than making a move themselves at some point. The Clippers, I don't think, have a lot of moves they can make. And with Kawhi out, that hurts them. Denver doesn't have a lot of moves they can make. And with Jamal Murray out, <coughs> that restricts them. Golden State's loaded with options right now. Does Bob Myers maximize this, this into some sort of, of really good, um, you know, way which the Warriors get better? That's unnerving to me. You know, Minnesota's actually pretty good. Fran, you know, franchise pieces out there that is on the verge of probably some improvement. 
did New Orleans picking up Jonas Valanciunas has already gotten a good deal better. We didn't break down that trade, but we will here uh, before the day's over. Uh, same same concept with you know some of the Memphis. I, I didn't think they actually got better, but um, you know, and I'm not quite sure why New Orleans is letting Lonzo Ball go. Um, I think he's pretty good. So they let Drew Holiday go, and now they're letting Lonzo Ball go. I'm kind of I'm lost on that. So you know, I think as much as anything to me, watching what's taking place in regards to you know, how the other teams get better is where I'm watching draft day success. So those are my draft, kind of my draft notes. I, I, I'm not going to tell you I have a player specifically. I mean, we can look at all the mock drafts and, and what's out there and ESPN's mock draft and CNN's mock draft and uh, or SI's mock draft and, and all the other mock drafts, CNN, SI's mock draft and all those things. Um, I think those are, you know, we can we can look at those kind of and see what everyone has for us and who they think we're going to take. They usually get pretty dead on Chad Ford's big board. Um, and, and we can talk about that. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll get to that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a show out tomorrow. I got some family things. I actually have to take care of while I'm here in Hawaii. So, um, you know, we can look at those things. Maybe we'll do it by the end of the show. So that's where I sit on that. I uh, wanted to just kind of uh, give you that. Then we'll take your questions for the, for predominantly for the rest of the show uh, while we are looking at some, we can look at, check out some of those other mock drafts, see if they excite you um, as well. All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by my good friends over at Murdoch Chevy located at 4646 South State Street. Also located, excuse me, Murdoch Chevy located in Woods Cross and in Linden, the great Chevy trucks, the Silverado, as well as the Colorado truck, both of them, the best you can get on the marketplace. And then, the good, good SUV lap. Suburban, the Tahoe are legendary. We both know those, but do you know about the Traverse? Do you know the Equinox? Do you know um, the Blazer and the Trailblazer they've built out and the Volt getting great recognition as well? It's all located at Murdoch Chevy in Woods Cross, also located uh, in Logan. Stop by either of those locations, and as always, feel free to email me first. We can get you set up uh, beforehand. Finally, uh, as well, uh, today's show is brought to you by Grip6.com. I am not w watch wearing my Grip6 right now because it's swimsuit weather in Hawaii. I'll get back out to the beach here uh, in a little bit. Grip6.com with their great belts, with the straps and the belts uh, and the buckles that are interchangeable. So you buy two buckles, you buy two belts, you end up with four belts. By the time you're done, there's no flaps, no holes, no bulk. Perfectly manufactured, a Utah company, guaranteed. Hope you got by the studios or the the factory and got to see their special Utah event all taking place at Grip6. The promo code with Grip6 is locked on and you get 15% off at Grip6.com. That's Grip6.com. Use the promo code locked on. All right, let's get to your questions and your comments. We're going to start it off with David. Rumor has it Golden State and the Jazz are working on a trade possibility for draft night, trading Ingles in the 30th for Golden State's one or two earlier draft picks. I find it interesting that things heating up. Uh, enjoy your trip. So that one's interesting. Ingles obviously has some value and could. Um, could be able to help things out a little bit. Um in that regard. Uh, so we'll see whether or not they, they're able to get that done. Um, in addition, uh, I had not heard that rumor. Um, you know, if that's giving the jazz a young piece, probably an athletic piece that they really like in that, um, circumstance. So we'll see whether or not, um, they're able to get that deal. Um, uh, that's an interesting one that would also, um, that one's, I, I, there's some pieces missing in that just as I look at it. Um, because I don't know, Golden State's over the tax and Ingles with a $10 million salary, we'd have to be taking back $10 million salary. Um, 
And I'm not sure that I think that Ingles is garnering that kind of an earlier pick on that. So, David, I haven't seen that rumor, um, but they're always fun to talk about, and I'm not sure um, what's going on with that. So um, we'll see. Um, Ingles and 30 for Kuzma and 22. Um, it's interesting. What are the Lakers? So that implies that Ingles is better than Kuzma. Um, because you're getting a better pick than Kuzma. Um, and the Lakers could see Ingles as a ball handler. It's interesting. I mean, the, the question there would have to be whether or not Ingles is better than Kuzma. Um, in your mind, salary wise, again, I don't think this is getting, um, much help for anyone. Um, I'd have to look at Kuzma's salary here, which I'm doing as we as we look it up. But my memory when looking at him, I mean, the, the Lakers are interesting because the Lakers really just have two pieces that they're able to move in this and not anymore. Um, and, and what they have um, in that direction, um, Kuzma is making 13 this year with a player option for 14 next year. Uh, and he's got 13. So Kuzma's got two years on his deal. Ingles has one year on his deal. Ingles is actually making less money um, than um, Kuzma. So we wouldn't be saving any money on that one. We'd actually be taking on a lot more money on that because Kuzma's at about three more millions. So it's an interesting idea. Um, again, the premise on that would, you'd have to believe that Joe Ingles is better than Kyle Kuzma and you'd have to be willing to take on more money, um, than you have. Let's get to the next question. Can the jazz get better while also shedding salary? Hard to do, right? Todd. I mean, that's certainly, um, I think there are some possibilities where they can do it. I, I don't know. They can, they can change a little bit. So, you know, is there something where George Niang signs somewhere else? and gets signed and then they have a player on their roster who actually fits, you know, you sign and trade and you bring in a cheaper player that can actually help you in some regard. Um, is there, um, is there, you're shedding salary, but you're adding with your vet, with your luxury tax, uh, mid-level exception, you're adding kind of an established veteran player. Um, instead of using your minimum salaries on uh, draft prospects or players that you've drafted, you're developing, you know, I brought up Frank uh, Nilakina the other day. I thought that's an interesting player. I think Rudy Gay is going to float around on the market a little bit. Um, I don't think Alex Caruso would be available, but when you kind of run through some of John Hollinger's free agents and try to find out like what player out there you might be able to go grab Wayne Ellington, does he go to the minimum and you have a good veteran shooter off your bench instead of like those kind of things? I think you can get some deeper, more veteran um, players and maybe you can add some versatility um, while, while doing that, Um, you know, getting better, can you spread out your money and use it differently instead of using 40 million for backup center for centers? Can you then use 35 on Rudy and, you know, 30, whatever on Rudy and a million as your backup center. And that allows you to use four or five somewhere else. I think that's how you would be able to get better in, in, in that regard while still shedding salary. I mean, the fact of the matter is everyone has to shed salary. It's a, 
I, I talked about this yesterday in the league. And I think it's super important. And that's the good part of the of the league right now is that you actually are in these circumstances. It's too bad for us specifically, but you want the Lakers to be this way. You want the Clippers to be this way. You want those teams to feel that way or else, um, you know, or else you know, these, these mass markets would just run away with all the talent. And we'd have a hard time doing anything. What are the odds of the jazz trading the pick favors in a 30 for a second and Nance? I like, you know, I saw the Larry Nance jr. Um, was available. I mentioned this earlier in the process. Larry Nance Jr. to me is a really interesting player. Uh, I saw the report today that he might be available. You never know on these reports right now on who might be available and who not. And you know, and a lot of people are trying to get clicks. Nance has got ten million dollars on his contract for next year and nine million for the year after. So that trade would absolutely work mathematically. The thing that Nance would give you is the ability for both to play him as your backup center and as a four if you needed him. Um, he's a he's become a viable three point shooter at thirty five and thirty six percent in his last two years. He's thirty three percent for his career, so he could spread out if you need him to. You know, he was really interesting with some quotes this year about playing the five. Like, hey, I can do it trying to do it all the time is awfully difficult for me. Um, but he would be, that to me would be a really, in, now it's not shedding any salary. We still would have a luxury tax problems. We still have to deal with some things, but I think it's a really interesting piece on how um, you could look at this and try to figure out what you do with him because he would, he would be able to be your, your kind of your backup four or five, right? So if you're suddenly taking indirectly, you take Derek favors, 9 million and George Niang's contract together. And like they become Larry Nance jr. And, and he plays both those positions. I mean, maybe Larry Nance jr. Even starts You're a little physical. You're not great shooting to open the game. And then from there, Nance plays your backup center, or maybe he just comes off the bench and plays your backup center for some minutes, but then plays he's have to play with Rudy for some minutes. You have to be all right with that. Um, you know, can Nance Jr. at six seven guard LeBron? Can he guard Kawhi Leonard? Can he guard some of the bigger wing players in this league? That would be a part of that evaluation. Um, but he's he's a pretty intriguing player to me. Um, you know, he's six seven. He's two forty five, so he's pretty darn big. Um, he's he's been around. He's had some you know, obviously had some unique experiences. He was part of the Jordan Clarkson trade. Um, to LA, he's got four playoff series behind him in his career. All I think one in 2019, most of them in 2018. Um, so he's he's not totally inexperienced. I, he did not shoot the two very well this year as he stretched himself out. Um, his shooting percentage dropped a little bit. Um, he went from a 64 percent two point shooter to a 53 percent two point shooter. It'd be worth trying to dig into what happened in that. Um, you know, is he taking too many mid range shots? Um, did he somehow have an injury that prevented him from getting to the rim? Um, was there something, you know, those you have to dig in. I haven't watched him enough, but he, that's an, he's an interesting um, player to me. He, his dunk rate seems to be right. He has not stayed very healthy, by the way. Um, that is probably worth noting. Um, he's a decent corner three shooter. Two years ago, he was at 42% last year. He was at 34%. So some interest that, that that's a pretty intriguing name to me. Um, and I saw that out there again today. So that's, that's an interesting one. And the math does work, um, on that rumor and that idea. It's a fun times to kind of be able to look at all these various different things and, and what might be taking place. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at built bar, go to built.com and see the greatest protein bar 
<coughs> on the market. Um, and uh, 100% real chocolate, 100% delicious. The toffee almond is gone. Hopefully you got a chance to get it yesterday. Orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and cherry barcia are all available for you. And in addition, 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 sugar grams, 6 grams of fiber, and 17 grams of protein. It seems too good to be true, and it tastes that good as well. It is Built Bar. Check it out. BuiltBar.com. Go to the promo code LOCKED15. Gets you 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Our good friends over at Rock Auto treat you the same whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or whether you are a professional, a family-owned business for 20 years helping people with online um, auto parts and giving you amazing prices. So save time money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100 more by going to a chain store or a car dealership rock auto is a family business serving you best with reliably low prices for every customer they have everything you need brake pads tail lamps motor oil even new carpet we encourage you to discover every part your car will ever need rockauto.com make sure you tell them how you heard about a section put locked on amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com by the way one other Note, the Ultimate Mock Draft is still available on the Ultimate Mock Draft feed. You can grab that, and then remember the live show coming to you Thursday. Let's continue with your questions. Really good so far. Coming to you live on all platforms today. We'll be on just YouTube here very shortly, so make sure you go subscribe at Locked On Live uh, to join. But today I want to give everyone a chance, so I threw um, a pick. I threw it out there. Um to you on uh, Periscope and all those. So much info. What is the most likely draft day move for the Jazz? I, I think the most likely draft day move for the Jazz might be trading the 30th pick and a player um, to clear space in our books to make the re-signing of Mike Conley better um, as well as maybe giving us some more flexibility with our veteran mid-level and being able to add some other salaries onto the books if possible, veteran out our team a little bit more as we make another run for an attempted championship. I think that is the most likely. Uh, I'm on the islands, is what is, if you're wondering where I am. Um, isn't Nance making more money than Derek? I thought moving Derek was to get away from money. Yeah, no, I said uh, on both these Kuzma and these Nance ideas, you're not really saving much. Nance is changing your versatility a little bit of who you are. You might still have to make another move at some point with the salary, uh, with luxury tax in mind on that. Um, you also, though, if you know if George Niang signs somewhere else, you're not filling that spot, and so maybe you know Nance, and maybe you you don't fill your veteran. Uh, your mid-level taxpayer the same way if you sign a, a Larry Nance Jr. Um, and instead you go over some to veteran minimums instead because you've got, you know, if, if you're able to get Larry Nance Jr., you've got your eight-man rotation um, pretty well sent. So um, so we'll see. Um, I always love these questions. Been hearing reports Jazz have been high on Elijah Hughes and his progress. Could, see, could he see rotation minutes this year if we let – uh, a forward go for cap space. So I had n I have not heard that. I've not heard otherwise, but I have not heard that. Uh, I would just say that. I don't know where you're hearing your reports, but I, I have not heard that. And I um, I think it was a very hard year to to be able to evaluate 
some of these players. One, because of the fact that, um, you know, we were so good, they didn't get a lot of time. Two, that the G League was in that bubble, and so they didn't get a lot of time in that bubble either, and I think that made it very difficult um, for them. And then the the third one, um, the, I, I, I wasn't convinced personally on Elijah Hughes that he ever made the adjustment from being a high-usage collegiate player into a um, complement on a team in the NBA. And that's hard for him because he didn't play with primary guys. So usually his time was garbage time or blowout minutes. And in blowout minutes, he was able to do um, a lot of, you know, he was, he was able to just kind of go shoot and take those possessions and use those possessions. Whereas um, I think when you, which what he would have to be is, you know, a ball mover floor spacer who takes his opportunities, but not a number one, um, option, uh, the way he treated those minutes. So I, I, I don't know what I thought on Elijah Hughes in the first year. I mean, he was unique when he came to us because he had played the most isolation percent, uh, possessions of anyone in college basketball the year before at Syracuse. And so that was his natural game. And I think he has to move out of that a little bit into more of a collection team game. Jazz would probably have to move someone else in a different trade if they want to get off money that badly. I mean, I, it's not getting off money that badly. Like it's the reality of the way the league is structured. You've you, and it's good. Like these are good. Um, so I think those are some of the things that you have to keep an eye on in that regard. Uh, same just heard on Chad's for, uh, I have not listened to Chad's podcast. What was the Chad's podcast? Wow. There's a lot of questions in here. Someone throw in, um, what that the trade was, um, is it the Ingles? Um, is it Ingles and thirty for Kuzma and twenty-two deal that we were talking about? Um, it's interesting. He's longer. He's more athletic. He's younger. Um, I'm still not entirely convinced. I thought he was a much how good a player is. I thought he was a much better player this year with a better defensive effort and things of that nature. So he he would he would definitely make us a bit more athletic um, along the way. Also, Cavs wouldn't want favors, especially with Jared Allen and probably Evan Mobley. Fair point. They may not re-sign Jared Allen if they were to do that deal um, that we talked about. If we can't afford to sign Conley back, what's the next plan of action? Do we take a step back in talent and hope it works out? Um, no, I think our goal is to re-sign Mike Conley. I, I think we're trying to avoid that. Um, one of the things I was going to talk about is things that you know could impact the Jazz. like So the Kyle Lowry, Dallas, Miami, New York um, seems to be um, – you know, really what's being talked about most with Kyle Lowry. Uh, I'm missing one team in there. Dallas, where do I have this on my notes here? Oh, Pelicans um, on Lowry. Pelicans, Dallas, Miami, New York. You know, if they don't get who doesn't get Lowry, do any of them then go after um, Mike Conley as the next pick? Ben Simmons trade. Where does he end up? And what's the answer on the backside of the Ben, the ricochet of the, uh, and the ripple effect of the Ben Simmons trade, I think, um, is legitimate to keep an eye on. Uh, Mia Oni looks like a rotation player in the Olympics. I'm really happy for uh, Mia. He did not have a great second half of the year with us, and I think left that in doubt a little bit. And he certainly had a, a very, he's, it's great to see, um, uh, what he's doing and taking in the Olympics. Pretty excited for him. If Mike, if I say, if Mike leaves, let Donovan run point guard, get a lengthy wing next to him and grab a ba uh, backup point guard. Now, I think if, you know, if Mike leaves, we've just got to get bigger on the guard line. Like the weak one weakness we have with Mike and Donovan is we're six, one, six, one across. 
and you know we're going to be we're pretty small no matter what i mean i hear people say they want us to play small like you know the clippers played small at 68 220 across the board in four of their five positions i didn't find anything small about what the clippers were doing they played centerless and they played five out um, but they didn't play small in any way, shape, or form. And we do play small at six one six one with Royce O'Neal at six four and Boyan Bogdanovich at six seven six eight and Joe at six seven six eight. We're small. Uh, we might have Rudy and playing playing with a center, but you can play big and centerless and small and center and with center. And I think that's something that has to be clarified in, in how you look at this. Uh, draft night's going to tell us a lot about the odds of getting Mike back. But I think if Mike doesn't come back, I'd go after a guy like DeJounte Murray. I don't think San Antonio is going to give up DeJounte Murray. Um, in any way, um, they, I do think they're like him. Mean, he doesn't shoot well. He's a great defensive player. He's long. So I love your concepts there. I don't think he's a player. I'm not sure how the draft is going to tell us, um, unless we make a move for a point guard, you know, if we draft a point guard, if we draft Preston out of Ohio with the 30th pick of the draft, to me, that doesn't say anything about Mike Conley. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what, how that, um, how that is. I, I kind of love this comment. We need a good basketball player. Um, I think that is really true. Um Brad Lloyd wants to know any trade packages with 30 that makes sense for Utah. So it depends what you're asking for makes sense. I mean, in a lot of ways, you're probably trying to move 30 to clear space luxury tax. It's a boring way to talk about it. The other angle is that you're moving 30 so that you can end up being able to, um, you know, move up in the draft. Doesn't seem likely that we have those pieces. So I, I don't think we're going to get vastly better tomorrow out of the draft. And I think that's a, um, a huge part of it. Um, curious what you think of Joe six, seven or Joe Wiscamp. Oh, I thought you meant Joe Ingles. Um, he's an interesting player. I've heard a lot about, it. I haven't watched him a lot. I got to look at his numbers. I'd be really curious to see what Pelton's numbers had on him. Pelton's numbers had some really interesting thing. And Pelton's always, um, super, super good at that. Um, Final trade rumor before we close up the show. Boyan and the 30th pick for P.J. Washington. Can the Jazz renounce protections on the 22nd first we sent to the to open up later picks? The Jazz would actually, I think, have to reacquire the pick from Memphis to be able to do that is for what I'm hearing. All right. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, hope everything is good. Uh, and I will keep you up to date tomorrow. We'll see what uh, my situation is. I've got some parenting to do, and we've got the live draft show coming to you from WFAA. So that will be awesome. Make sure you grab it. Uh, it should be a super cool show, and I look forward to bringing it to you as a major step in Locked On tomorrow on Locked On NBA with Chad Ford, Rafael Barlow on the desk with John Corrales and all of our local experts. So make sure you put that in your plans. Thanks very much for tuning in. This has been Locked On Jazz from Maui. Have a good one.